I fully believe you can make it your best year ever, no matter the blows that you'll take. It's not just January that's a fresh start. Every day is a fresh start. Welcome. I am Camilla Jeffs, a 20-year student of money. I'm an introvert who started out broke and full of fear. Fast forward to today, where I've conquered the secrets of getting my financial house in order, become a professional investor, and built a business that supports my family. And I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. We're going to talk about getting in the game as a real investor, building a business to support you, and passing on wealth strategies to the next generation. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all things money. This is the Quiet Wealth Podcast. I want to give a quick shout out to my podcast manager, Abby. If you're in need of help in launching and managing your own show, please reach out to her at productions at abbyguaki.com. I'll put her details in the show notes. She really is the best and I love her. Well, hello there. I'm so excited. It's a fresh start, a new beginning, and I am here for it. Today, this episode is actually going to be kind of a 2023 year in review. I like to, at the end of every year, look back on the previous year and see what I've learned. So I want to ask you, was 2023 a good year for you or was it a bad year? Was it your best year yet or was it your worst year? As a child, my dad used the phrase, have your best day ever, as we would walk out the door. And I often reflect on this because no matter what happened during the day, it could be our best day ever. But the key here is the grammar for all of you grammar weirdos out there who are like me that like grammar. He didn't say, hey, I hope your day is the best, because that leaves it to chance, right? He said, have your best day ever, with have being the key verb. That puts the onus on you to make it your best day ever. And you know what? Every morning is a fresh start. It's a chance to have your best day ever. So every year I like to look back on what really happened. And also, Every year, someone posts online how awful that year was and how they're glad they are to be rid of the year. And I'm going to tell you, my friend, 2023 could easily, easily be that year for me, the one that rocked me, the one where I experienced blow after blow after blow. So I'm going to be real and raw in this episode because All too often, we see successful people, and in our minds, they never have challenges, right? But what they don't show you is when they're crying at night, when their world caves in, and when they're suffocating. So I'm going to tell you about my year, 2023. 2023 rocked me, rocked me to the core. And I'm going to try to get through this without crying too much, but hey, I'm a crier and I'm also a social crier. So if uh, you're crying, I'm going to be crying with you. So I'm sorry if you are also a social crier and you cry with me, but also I appreciate that. 
So 2023 rocked me. The first big rocking event happened in April with the passing of a parent. My husband and I lost our first parent in April, and it was in shocking fashion. They flew out to visit us for two weeks, and his dad never made it home. It was shocking. It was a panicky moment. It was a lot to process at the time. And then not only was I trying to navigate my own grief, because this man meant a lot to me, I was also trying to be a support, you know, for my husband, who just lost his father, and for all of my children, who just lost a grandparent, who was very special to them. So there's a lot of navigating of grief, and it's really interesting as a, as a mother and as a spouse that not only do you have to deal with your own grief, but you get to help others with their grief. And that was really challenging for me, really challenging for me. That was a big rocking of our world and went into the funeral, like trying to transfer the body to his home state of Utah and, you know, trying to get us all there so we could attend the funeral and just rearranging everything, trying to fly my daughter in. And, you know, there's just a lot of moving pieces to be able to be there for the funeral. Second thing that rocked me is my twin daughters graduated high school. Now you would think that was be an exciting event, <laughs> but it, my heart was very sad. It was interesting because like you feel simultaneous joy, but also sadness because they graduated in May and now I, you know, I have five children and after their graduation, I'm down to two kids at home. Also in May, our foreign exchange students left. So our home, we had two foreign exchange students who were living with us for the school year. And our home was bustling and busy and happy and joyous. And, you know, so many teenagers, we had four 17-year-old girls living in our house. And it was just delightful. And they left, twin daughters graduated. And now my house is so quiet with two kids at home. And that made me sad. Then in June, my husband got laid off from his job. And that was not the first time this has happened to him. It happened to him probably 10 years ago. And it was difficult and challenging 10 years ago. And it's difficult and challenging today. We were not expecting that. And that threw us into a whole set of decision-making. Like, what are we going to do? Layer on top of that, my business started drying up. So my business is Steady Stream Investments. And it's an investing business that helps other people invest into large apartment complexes. Well, if you paid attention to any of the economical news for 2023, you know that interest rates, they just went on a little joyride. It's straight up into the sky, super fast, and no one was expecting it. So you can imagine that investing dried up. It was very challenging to find a property that made sense that would cash flow that would provide a good return for investors. And so all of that dried up. I used to do six deals a year with Steady Stream Investments and, and you know, bring in and bring in people who would want to invest their money and, and diversify into real estate. We didn't close our first one for 2023 until June. And then we're just barely closing our second one 
in the end of December. That all dried up. That was my business, right? That's my income. My main source of income in my since I left my W-2 job has been steady stream investments, that business. So then to layer on that, let's layer on our liquidity dried up. So net worth, liquidity, and cash flow are the three key ingredients to wealth. Unfortunately, with the loss of my husband's job, my investing business drying up, we only had one of the three stay intact, which was our net worth. And we all know what happens when a three-legged stool loses one of its legs, tips over, right? But might still stand up a little bit, and I don't know. But we lost two. And suddenly we're in this uncomfortable, weird position of being millionaires who can't pay their mortgage. Now let's layer on another one. Three of my past investment deals suddenly started to be in trouble. These three deals, and I'll, I'm going to do another episode on how it happened and, and what happened and, and how we can do it. But for this episode, just the reality started setting in in September that three of the deals are in trouble. We started having multiple weekly calls, scrambles to fix it, all sorts of emotion of disbelief, anger, frustration, like cannot believe what's happening, overwhelmed with trying to, you know, scramble, like literally felt like we were on the Titanic and, uh, you know, it started sinking and people were jumping off and flailing in the water and just trying to do whatever they could to fix this ship that really couldn't be fixed. Those three deals got in trouble. And then the final layer, I got sick. Anxiety and depression hit, hit strong. To give myself some grace, someone I was talking to was like, I don't know anyone who could have gone through all of those things that you're going through and not be sick, (laughs) right? This happens. Sleepless nights, my brain stuck in negative loops. I had to get go and get meds, right? And I cried to my husband a lot, cried to my performance coach a lot, cried in front of my kids. Cause I couldn't manage it. There were it was it was so heavy, all of these weights that I was trying to bear that I cracked. And I and it and it broke me. Now the funny thing is, most people would never know this because I show up online and I post about the good things that are happening. And most people would never know that I was experiencing the lowest of lows, you know, in in my life. So it would be super easy for me to throw up something on social media and be like, well. Good riddance 2023. I'm so glad done with you. This has been the worst year. Such an awful year. But then as I was reflecting, I started looking back and I said to myself, you know what? Has there ever been a time when only bad things happen? Is it only bad all the time? Or does our brain just naturally focus on the negative and we have to force ourselves to focus on the positive. So I want to reframe my 2023 as a beautiful year. 
as an amazing year. So let's go back to the first big blow, passing of a parent, right? Was that hard? 100%. Absolutely, that was hard. I was the one who held his hand as his heart beat for the last time. And I will forever be grateful for that opportunity. We lost a parent. And our family became closer than ever. Not just my nuclear family, my husband and children, but my husband's siblings. I saw them become closer than ever. And all of us in-laws and the love that surrounded my mother-in-law was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. Second blow. (laughs) Twin daughters graduating, foreign exchange students leaving, down to two kids at home. As I was lamenting this to my sister, and telling her how much this my heart was aching. Uh, I was, quote-unquote, losing my older children. She's like, well, this is great, because now you have more time to focus on the two younger ones, because you've been spending a lot of time focused on the older ones. And she was right. She was 100% right. This is an opportunity for me to put my focus on my two younger children who often got pushed to the side, especially the one in the middle. It's an opportunity for me to build an even stronger relationship with those two because I've got strong relationships with the older three and now the two younger ones are going to get more time and attention and love. And that's a beautiful thing. The third blow, my husband lost his job. And we finally had the opportunity to be fully self-sufficient. The crazy story about him losing his job is that the year prior, when my business was going really well, we had discussed him exiting his job because he's been working at a computer day in, day out for 25 years. He was ready for a change. So we had discussed this and we had discussed him having a change and you know doing something different and getting him away from the computer because he wanted to be more active. He wanted to get out. He wanted to do more in construction and more with our house flipping and things like that and, and be more involved with the hands-on portion of it. So we, we literally made a goal that that summer, we had made a goal that the following summer, June of 2023, we would make the goal for him to exit his job. Well, you know, my business was not doing well in early 2023, and I could feel that 2023 was going to be a rough year for the investing world. And so I told him, I said, sorry, babe, you can't exit your job. I need you to keep it for now. We're just going to have to figure something out. But you know, the universe and God has other plans. They, they were like, 
Well, you wanted this. You wanted him to be done with his computer job. So here you go. Here you go. There's the thing you wanted. Was shocking, ironic, and almost laughable. Like I almost had to laugh about it. I'm like, I cannot believe that we literally said to each other, we'll make a goal that in June of 2023, you can exit your job. And then we decided not to. And the universe is like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are. We already made this goal. Come on, here you go. Pushed him out the door. So we decided to lock arms and try and make a go of it. So we launched TNT Construction, which was an LLC for him and one of my twin daughters to flip houses. Because her aspiration, career aspiration, is to be a general contractor. And we're like, okay, let's do it. Her investing dried up, right? Forced a pivot that's actually going to be much better for us in the long run. And that's all I'm going to say about that because I'm going to save it. Stay tuned for episode 110, where I tell you what this pivot is. It's going to be so much better for our family in the long run. Okay, next blow, the liquidity dried up. This was super scary for me. And this is probably where my anxiety really started spiking because it forced me to dig deep and really face my scarcity fears about money head on. I've always struggled with scarcity. I talk about it a lot because I struggle with it. And I also assume that if I struggle with it so bad, perhaps you struggle with it really bad too. And scarcity has always been an issue in my life. And I'm trying so hard to live abundantly and to trust. And I think a lot of it comes down to trust, trusting yourself that you can figure it out. No matter what happens, you can figure it out. And did I figure it out? Yeah, I did. Now, do we have lots of liquidity today? Nope, we still don't. But we at least have a path to figuring that out and to, to fixing it. But I really had to dig deep and face those scarcity fears. And I think that is going to help me finally flip the switch in my brain to more abundance. All right, my three deals that were in trouble really forced me to look back and find the golden nuggets of wisdom. Because when we decided to invest in these deals, they were great deals. On paper, everything, right, was a great deal. But because the economy went crazy this year in 2023, they're not great deals. And so what are the lessons that I could learn from that to help me become an even better investor moving forward? And that's why I'm grateful for the three deals that are in trouble. And then finally, the anxiety and depression that hit. And to be honest, when I was prepping this episode, it's really hard to reframe anxiety and depression as something good. Because it's so hard to, to manage. It's an illness that is in your brain. There's, there's so much that you got to do to fix it, and it's not easily fixed. And I suppose it was good. Because 
I was vulnerable with my children. I told them that I was sick. Because I wanted them to understand that later on, when they get sick with either of these illnesses, and chances are they will, I don't want them to view it as something to be ashamed of. I want them to understand that anxiety and depression is something that happens to us. Just like any illness, if we don't get help for it, if we don't pre-treat it, prevent it, if we don't jump on it as soon as it starts, it gets worse and it's harder and harder to fix. And so it really opened up honest conversations about anxiety and depression. So 2023 was the worst. It was the worst. And 2023 was the best. I'm all about fresh starts, new beginnings, new years, new months, new weeks, new days. It brings me hope and joy to discover any kind of newness. And although No one can go back and make a brand new start. Anyone can start from now and make your brand new ending. Because a fresh start isn't a new place. It's a mindset. It's a new mindset. The key here is to reframe the way you look at the hard things that happen in your life. Now, did you know that bison are the only animals that when a storm is approaching, they actually walk into the storm. Do you know why? Because they have an instinct that tells them if they walk into the storm, it will pass quicker. Because they're moving into the storm, the storm is moving past them, and they won't be in it as long as if they tried to just hunker down and stay in one place. I find that fascinating, so fascinating and so applicable in many areas of my own life, that if I am faced with a storm, the best thing I can do is walk into it because then I'm going to get out of it sooner and be stronger for it. So I know it's January. Many people talk about fresh starts, resolutions, and making 2024 your best year ever. And I fully believe you can make it your best year ever, no matter the blows that you'll take. It's not just January that's a fresh start, right? Every day is a fresh start. And like my dad said, have your best day ever. Thanks so much for joining. I appreciate you letting me be vulnerable today on my podcast. And I'm so excited for what 2024 has in store for you and for me. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining me on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com forward slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, much success.